0: You never really know what you're going to get when you take a trip somewhere. Sometimes you are so pumped up, you're so excited. You've got these like huge expectations. And then you get to the place and it is a total letdown. This is an incredibly common phenomena with Japanese tourists who visit Paris. They expect Romance and baguettes, and what they get is a really busy city filled with dog poop and ugly gas stations and unfriendly Parisians. You know, on the other hand, sometimes you go somewhere expecting absolutely nothing, and what you find just thrills you. It goes so far beyond your expectations. I was driving through Tennessee. And I just happened to stop at this place called Backyard Terror Dinosaur Park. I guess I expected, I don't know, like some paper mache, something kind of real homemade feeling. And what I got was basically Jurassic Park. It seemed like just hundreds of dinosaurs of real size. They were like three stories tall. I could not believe someone had built this themselves in their backyard. As I walked through it, I just kept going, what the hell, like over and over. You know, sometimes you get surprised. So that is what this episode is all about. We asked our staff to share their stories of trips or places that far exceeded their expectations or times when a place just did not live up to the imagined version that they were hoping to find. You will hear about a noodle spot in Vancouver that surprised our sound engineer after he tried their homemade noodles. You will hear about a fountain in Brussels uh, where a boy pees beer. That's right, he pees beer. And you will hear about a surprising turn on a trip to Israel. All of that is coming up after this. Along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at travelwyoming.com. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink, world class art everywhere, spectacular sports, and dazzling Hollywood attractions. LA offers the full variety of food scene from game changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com.
1: Hey what's up guys, this is Luce Fleming, the audio engineer for Atlas Obscura. So when my family and I first moved to Vancouver, BC in 2019, I was riding bikes with my then four-year-old son around Stanley Park. Somewhat of a touristy thing to do, but super fun. But that's not the place I want to talk about today. What was very unexpected was where we wound up for lunch, and my son at the time had an insatiable appetite for noodles and dumplings. And so I did a quick Google search and found a place nearby. But I really didn't have such high expectations because we had had a couple dud experiences lately. So I figured, whatever, we just need to eat, get the boy fed, and get back on the road. And so we made our way over to this place called Noodle Arts. You could easily walk by without even noticing it. It's not very big, doesn't look very fancy kind of nondescript and my expectations didn't get much higher after that until I looked over and saw that you could look into the kitchen and you could see them making these hand-pulled noodles from scratch and I thought well that's promising and it turns out that they were making traditional Lanzhou noodles. My son ordered the tender chicken noodle soup and I saw something on the menu that I couldn't pass up. It was fried cumin noodles with lamb. And we got a side of Sichuan hot chili wontons. And boy were we not disappointed when the food came. I went to portion out some of my son's soup because it was so good. And it was really hard because each noodle was about three feet long. Amazing broth and vegetables and just the perfect consistency with everything. And boy was the cumin lamb special. It kind of made your lips a little numb. Super delicious. A little bit spicy. Perfect amount of oil, and again, just perfect taste and consistency. Wow. And last but not least, the chili wontons were amazing. Swimming in hot chili oil, but not too hot, and just delicious. So we completely stuffed our faces, and we went back on our way. And this was one of those moments where I thought we would just get some food in our tummies and then keep it moving. I had no idea that this would wind up being one of my favorite noodle places, like ever. You never know when you're going to find a gem like that in life, and it definitely helps to try different things and not just go with what you know.
2: This is Doug Baldinger, executive producer of the Atlas Obscura podcast, a place that Exceeded my expectations uh, for which I, I had pretty high expectations of this place in the first place was uh, when I spent the weekend in Brussels this is back when I was in college studying abroad in London and Belgian beer was quite the rage uh, and I was really excited to spend the weekend in Brussels to try all of these incredible Belgian beers from the actual breweries that were producing them uh, really excited to go taste all the delicious beer. We took the Eurostar over to Brussels, about an hour and a half trip. Get off the train and start just ambling down the road, you know, meandering, roaming around the city, seeing what we run into, uh, and we walk for about 20 minutes and... Stumble upon this kind of, you know, we hear this crowd noise going on nearby. We walk down this alley and we see this kind of street fair celebration happening just going on. There's music blaring and it's all happening around the mannequin piece, which for those that don't know, it's... uh, statue of a little boy urinating into a fountain. And usually, the little boy is just urinating water into this fountain, but at this particular moment, the statue was urinating beer into the fountain. And the locals were filling up glasses with beer and just handing them to passersby and bringing them into the celebration. And that was the start, of this incredible weekend of beer drinking. In my wildest imagination of how this weekend could start, I never would have thought that I would walk into a public square and have beer coming out of a fountain and filled up into a cup and put into my hands for free. And that was the start of my Belgian trip, of my Brussels trip. Uh, And so it definitely exceeded uh, my expectations of what Brussels could be. My name is
3: Harrison Watkins, and I am a supervising producer at Atlas Obscura. Back in 2013, I went on a Birthright Israel trip uh, where I got to explore all around the country with a group of new friends from California and uh, from Israel. By the end of that trip, me and three other new friends that I had made decided that we wanted to go on an adventure into Jordan. Uh, And one of my friends said, we should go check out Petra. I was like, oh yes, I've always wanted to go to Petra. That sounds fantastic, let's do it. I had never heard of Petra. I don't know anything about Jordan, but I was down and along for the ride. So we hop in our car, drive to the border of Jordan, Israel, walk across the border, hop in a cab, and take a two hour long drive towards Petra. When we arrived, I was surprised because no, this isn't an actual city, per se. This is a UNESCO heritage site uh, with beautiful temples and Bedouin people and villages and camels around. Like, where am I? How did I get here? And I learned that we're going on a two-hour or two-mile-long hike up this mountain, and I looked down at my feet, and I'm wearing flip-flops. And so that didn't deter me. We walked up a mountain past temples built into the into the cliff sides and we finally get up to the top after a long strenuous hike and there's this beautiful huge monastery built into these red clay rocks and i look the other direction and it's just for miles just canyons and so me and my friends we hold hands and we do an echo check on the edge of the the canyons and scream at the top of our lungs hello and the echo went on forever it was just the most amazing thing and i was just so delighted and surprised by this experience and i was so happy that i was uh, naive to not know where i was going but it ended up being the most awesome experience ever
4: Hi, my name is Amanda McGowan, and I'm a podcast producer. Last summer, I went to the Grand Canyon for the first time. And before I went, everybody that I knew who had gone there and stuff that I read online, everybody kind of said that the Grand Canyon would be this kind of life-changing experience. It would be mind-blowing. It would put like your whole life into perspective, et cetera, et cetera. So I was really excited so we get there and we get to the rim and you like look out over the canyon and it's really big, as you might have heard. And uh, I have to say my reaction to it was just like primal fear. I just became so nauseous. I got so scared. I just started sweating and I, I couldn't even look over the side. And we had planned to do this whole hike around like a lot of the perimeter, it was like seven, eight mile hike or something. And we still did it, but I literally could not even look over in the direction of the canyon itself. So mostly what I just saw were like squirrels and little wildlife things and some of the cool geology signs that were around the edge. So, I guess in the end, it is a very impressive thing to see. It it puts the smallness of your own life in perspective in some ways, just not in the way that I anticipated. So, that was the Grand Canyon for
5: me. This is Chris Naka from the Credits of the Podcast. Almost 20 years ago, I took my first international solo trip when I traveled to Indonesia to meet the family of someone I was dating. We spent three weeks together in Jakarta and one week in Bali. And one of the places in Bali I really wanted to visit is a Hindu temple called Lot. The temple is this stunningly gorgeous structure that's built atop a rock formation jutting out of the ocean. It looks like Frank Lloyd Wright's falling water by way of James Cameron's avatar. It's just a place that looks like it's located at the end of the earth. So that was my uninformed expectation, that we would have to park on the side of the road, hop a fence, and go on a little adventure down some narrow single-track trail in order to reach the temple. But in reality, we drove over, parked in a massive parking lot, followed signs for the temple that led us through a gigantic outdoor mall. There were local vendors selling produce, statues, clothing, but also a Prada and a bunch of other high-end retailers that had set up brick-and-mortar locations uh, right outside the parking lot, Tatana Lot. And this outdoor market went on forever. You got out of your car, walked for what felt like half a mile before you finally arrived at the shoreline, and the temple was just 40 yards away. In retrospect, I was stupid. And it makes sense that people would set up shop near such a highly trafficked area. But the experience of getting out of a car and walking through this giant mall um, totally changed my perception of the place. It's just one of those places where you rarely see a photo facing in the other direction. You just see Tanalot and this incredible picturesque landscape on the coast. And then if you turn around, there's a Prada and a bunch of other stores but it's still an awesome place to visit. The temple was incredible and I would go again, but now I would know that there's also a mall. So maybe I would bring some rupiah and buy some stuff.
6: Hi, my name is Gemma Tarlack, and I'm a senior editor and writer at Atlas Obscura. Several years ago, a colleague of mine introduced me to the explore.org bear cams that follow the bears at Brooks Falls in Katmai National Park in Alaska. And watching the bear cams became my stress release at work or uh, at home. When things got too much, I would turn on those cams and I got to know all the bears' names and their habits and all that fun stuff. But just watching them on the cam, doing what they do, being bears, it was just so calming for me. So uh, last year I decided I was gonna go. I had heard it was really expensive, you had to win a lottery to even go, but I found a way to actually go on fairly short notice and camp there. And I was so worried that once I got there it was not gonna be what I imagined. But I got there and I remember it was just magical and then after i set up my tent in the campground i was walking down the trail and there was this subadult brown bear um who weighed you know three times as much as i do just standing in the trail looking at me like welcome we've been waiting for you and um it was actually kind of an emotional experience to just see all the bears doing what they do and doing what they've done on the cams for years and it was Yeah, I get kind of emotional about it, so I'll stop here other than to say it was magical.
0: We want to hear from you. We want to hear the stories of places that you visited that wildly exceeded your expectations or utterly let you down. Maybe you saw a beautiful picture of a landscape and you went there. And there was a condo there instead. Maybe you went somewhere that you thought was going to be terrible and had the time of your life. Maybe you just got something that you did not expect at all. The thing was not the thing you thought it was going to be. All of these are stories we want to hear. Where did you go? What did you expect before you arrived? And what was the reality you encountered when you got there? Give us a call at 315-992-7902 and leave us a message telling your name, your story. Our mailbox will cut you off after about two minutes, so just call back if you get disconnected. You can also record a voice memo of any length and email it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. This episode was produced by
3: Manolo Morales.
0: The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka,
5: Camille Stanley, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney.
0: Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time.
6: Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300mg dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150mg dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Add a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy
0: Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.